Christ Church and all of our friends joining us today. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat and let us know that you're here. If you're on the website, we would love to hear from you too. Send us a prayer request or a praise report. And of course, you can follow along with my outline on the website or the church app. How are you doing today? Wow! What about this ice and cold weather? I hope you've been able to stay safe and warm. It's been another challenging time and snow is coming too. I'm praying that in the midst of everything you face today, the goodness, grace, and mercy of God will shine forth in your life. Do you recall Psalm 118, 24? This is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we gather today for worship, let's remember the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. He is the Lord who loves, forgives, and saves us. He's the Lord who strengthens, sustains, and guides us. He is the Lord who knows, cares for, and provides for us. Let us lift up our hearts with great thanks and praise today. Hey, I'm wrapping up our message series, Remarkable Relationships. The good news is God has created you for remarkable relationships. Put remarkable in the chat. In fact, God wants you to have remarkable, awesome, healthy relationships. He wants that. You were created a social being. We thrive when we interact and connect with others. You were created for remarkable relationships, but they're not easy and they're not automatic. God knows what we're up against and has provided us wisdom and insight from His Word. Our opportunity is to apply that insight to our lives. Today I want us to look at the remarkable relationships God intends us to have with our friends. In God's plan that we have remarkable relationships, awesome friends and awesome friendships are huge. God uses friends in our lives in needed and amazing ways. I once had someone say to me, I don't have time for friends right now in my life. I'm just too busy for relationships. And I said, then you're too busy because relationships are such a vital part of our lives. One of the great opportunities in life is building good friendships. If you don't build them in the early and middle stages of your life, then you end up later in life pretty lonely. God has created us for remarkable relationships and one of the best potential blessings in our lives are awesome friends. Let's talk about why you need awesome friends, why investing in awesome friends is worth your time. I want to lift up five reasons. First of all, for spiritual growth. It's worth your time to build friendships for spiritual growth. You cannot become like Christ. You cannot become all that God wants you to be. You cannot grow to spiritual maturity by yourself. Period. Done. True. You need friends in your life 
to help you grow. John Wesley once said, there's no such thing as a solitary Christian. Second, you need awesome friends for emotional support. Life is a journey and you and I need companions. In the Bible, the phrase one another is used 58 times. We are to love one another, care for one another, help one another, serve one another, greet one another, encourage one another. You can't do all this if you don't have good friends. Galatians 6.2 says, carry each other's what? Burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If you're not helping other friends by carrying some of their burdens, you're not fulfilling the law of Christ, which is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Third, you need awesome friends for better health. Health. Write health in the chat. Not only does the Bible talk about this, science has confirmed it over and over. You and I will live longer and healthier if we have remarkable, awesome, healthy relationships. One of the reasons is good friends give you a place to unload your negative emotions. The Bible says in James 5.16, admit your faults to one another. Notice, it doesn't say to God. It says admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. Notice the healing comes when we admit our faults to someone else, when we get them out in the open. We can only rid ourselves of some hurts and habits with the help of others. God wired the universe that way so we would need one another. Fourth, for social enjoyment. You need friends for social enjoyment. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not merely endured. Friendships are the bedrock of a satisfying life. You can make all the money in the world and have all of these achievements and pleasures, but if your relationships stink, life stinks. Nothing takes the place of good friendships. When you have remarkable, awesome, healthy friendships, the joys in your life are doubled because you share them with your friends. And the sorrows in your life are cut in half as well because you can share those with your friends too. Number five, you need awesome friends to reach your goals. You'll never fulfill God's highest plan for your life by yourself. It takes a team to fulfill big dreams. A group of friends surrounding and supporting and working with you is an awesome thing. It's amazing what we can do together. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4.9, two people working are better than one because they can get more done by working together. So these are five reasons why we need remarkable, awesome, amazing friends in our lives spiritual growth, emotional support, better health, social enjoyment, reaching our goals. So where and how do you find awesome friends like that? First of all, where? You can find awesome friends 
in all kinds of places. Aren't we glad that God is the God who can make a way when there seems no way? We can find friends in all kinds of places. School, on the job, at the gym, on the field, at the dog park. There are some social media platforms and some apps today that are focused on finding friends based on interests or hobbies or likes or stages in life. These are all tools that might help. Obviously, another great way for Christ followers to find good friends is making connections through the church. Through the church and its ministries, we usually find open, honest, transparent people who recognize their shortcomings but are dealing with them. And in following Jesus, they have similar values, character, aspirations, and convictions as you. And one of the best ways to discover more about the new friends you meet at church is to get involved in a ministry or a small group. There are lots of ministries right here in Tulsa where you can volunteer. And pre-COVID, hundreds of people volunteered every week through the ministries of Christ Church. Many still do. We're just doing things differently now. And as we reopen worship and other ministries, those options will expand. Get involved in a ministry or small group. I have met and gotten to know some new friends through some of our online classes, even in the midst of this pandemic. Remember, God is a God who makes a way even when there is no way. How do I develop these awesome friendships? If I had to summarize it, I would simply say this. Live out Jesus' golden rule. Type, live it out in the chat. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave us a statement that has become known as the golden rule. It's very familiar from Matthew 7, 12. It says this, So in everything, do to others what you'd have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. What a great summary statement. Do to others what you would have them do to you. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Let's apply this to friendship. If you really want to have great, deep, meaningful, lifelong friendships, it's real simple. Be the friend that you would like to have. You're not going to have those deep kinds of friendships unless you are that kind of friend. So let's talk today about some golden rules of friendship. Whether at work or in school, at home or in the community, at church or, or at the gym, how do you build these deep, remarkable, awesome relationships, friendships? The first golden rule of friendship, invest the time. That's the starting point. You invest time and energy to build good friendships. Deep friendships are not accidental. They're on purpose, intentional. They're a choice. You can't build deeper relationships, deeper friendships without investing the time. One of the things I appreciate about a church like ours is that you do have opportunities to meet others and connect in classes, small groups, ministries. 
Because we believe relationships are so important, we regularly create new opportunities for people to meet and connect. But this has always been a high value in the Christian church. From the earliest days of church history, we hear resounding words like these from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Philippians 2.4 says, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the what? The interests of others. If we heed that verse, we'll develop the deep and meaningful kinds of friendship we've been talking about. Don't just be interested in your own life. Be interested in the lives of others. Remember this, friends show up. They are present. You can't be a friend without being present. Physical presence is essential to having a long-term, deep friendship. The second golden rule of friendship is this, earn their trust. Trust, write trust in the chat. If you want to have good friends, you've got to earn their trust. Trust is what makes a friendship a friendship. Without trust, there is no friendship. That's the difference between an acquaintance and a friend. You talk to acquaintances, but you trust your friends. If you don't trust them, they're not your friend. You may spend eight hours a day with that person, but if you don't trust them, they're not your friend. Proverbs 26 says many people claim to be a friend, but it is rare to find someone who is truly what? Trustworthy. How many of us would agree with that verse? It's pretty rare to find somebody with whom you can say, I trust you with my life, my possessions, my all. Most people don't give us their trust automatically. We have to earn it. So how do we earn trust? The scripture points to these things, whether it's trust in a marriage, trust at work or school, or trust in a friendship. You earn trust in these ways. First of all, be reliable. You build trust with somebody by being reliable. You're predictable, not fickle, wishy-washy, erratic. You can be counted on. You keep your word. When you have somebody in your life who is hot and cold. One day they like you, the next day they don't. They're wishy-washy. They don't always show up. They're not your friend because friends are reliable. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend, what? A friend loves you at all times. I looked up that word in the Greek, all. It means all. It means when you're sick, when you're irritated, when you're lonely, when you're not nice, a friend loves you at all times. That's reliable. Another way you build trust is to be loyal. Loyalty is a term we don't use much these days because so few people are loyal to anything. There's no such thing as brand loyalty or loyalty to a church or loyalty to a company. We've lost the meaning of loyalty today. It's more a matter of, hey, what have you done for me lately? So in the midst of that kind of world, you be loyal. You be the one who is there when times are tough. When everybody else is walking out, 
You be the friend who is walking in. When there is struggle and challenge and pain, you are there. That creates deep and meaningful friendship bonds. There's a third way you build trust, and it's this, keep confidences. Everybody needs at least one person in their life that they can say, that person is safe. I can share anything with that person. They're not going to judge me, reject me, dump me, or betray me. I can share my deepest struggles, worst fears, biggest doubts. They can handle it, and they will keep it confidential. Proverbs 11:13 says, A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. The mark of a true friend is they know how to keep a secret. If you really want people to trust you, you can't be a gossip. And Christ-centered small groups are the same way. What's shared in the group stays in the group. The only time confidence is ever broken is if someone threatens to harm themselves or other. If we want deep friendships, we have to be a person who keeps confidences. Awesome friends invest the time, they earn their trust, and third, they listen with empathy. Listening is probably the most important skill in building good friendships because you can't love people without listening to people. James 1.19 says this, Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Notice, if you do the first two, the third is automatic. If you are quick to listen and slow to speak, you will naturally be slow to anger. What does it mean to listen with empathy? It means to put yourself in their shoes. Ask yourself, how would you feel if you were in that situation? Sometimes it means it's our turn to let someone else pour out what they've been going through. And our job is not to fix the situation, but to let them get it out. And the next time, it might be our turn to pour out our heart. Another golden rule of friendship, accept their flaws. Here's the thing, friends have flaws. Hello? We all have faults, defects, failings, weaknesses, sins. Nobody's perfect. The Bible says in Romans 15, 7, accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. God has extended tremendous grace to us. Because of Jesus' sacrifice, God chooses to forgive us and accept us in spite of our shortcomings. We need to extend that same grace to one another. It means overlooking some things or choosing not to let it ruin the relationships. I'm grateful for friends who put up with me and overlook my flaws. A fifth golden rule of friendship, celebrate wins and share losses. This is so important to friendships. We learn to celebrate not just the good things that happen to us, but the good things that happen to others without being envious or jealous resentful or competitive. A good friend celebrates your wins as much as they celebrate your own. Do you have a friend like that? And good friends 
awesome friends share losses too. The heartache, the challenge, the pain. We are there for each other in the good times as well as the bad. Paul writes in Romans 12, 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I'm never prouder as a pastor than when I see groups in the church do this very thing. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. And it happens regularly among awesome friends here at Christ Church. Celebrating wins, sharing losses. A sixth golden rule of friendship, bring out the best. Be the kind of friend that brings out the best in others. Be an encourager. You can do it. Or a challenger. You have got more in you than you think. Or a confronter too. As your friend, what you're doing right now is not right. I love you too much to just keep silent. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 5, 6, a truly good friend will openly correct you. You can trust a friend who corrects you. Have you got a friend like that? We all need a friend or two like that. They help bring out the best in us. How do I wrap up these six golden rules of friendship? The six rules that build awesome friendships that we all need? Well, Jesus summed it up well. He said this, Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? love in the chat. That's at the heart of developing the kind of awesome friendships that God wants you to have in your life. And you can have them by being that kind of friend. A loving, caring, other person focused kind of friend. Amen? Amen. Let's pray about that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, Thank you for the friends in my life and what they have meant to me. They've provided encouragement, strength, help. Lord, you know I could not have gotten through some of the struggles and challenges that have come without these friends. Lord, help us be the kind of friends we want others to be. Reliable, faithful, loyal. Friends who keep confidences. Friends who love genuinely. Lord, we'll have those kinds of friends by being that kind of a friend. Help us to invest in our friendships and make them better. Lord, we thank you for your church. The church is a vital means of connecting with friends and having opportunities to grow and deepen our friendships. Jesus, thank you for the friendship you made possible by dying on the cross. We can be friends with you. Lord, if someone today doesn't know you as friend, help them to pray this simple prayer. Yes, Jesus, I want to know you as my Savior, my Master, my friend. I am sorry for my sins. I believe you died for me. I receive your love and forgiveness now. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, He is now your Savior, your Master, your friend. Hallelujah. It is a new day. It's a great day for you 
tell someone about your decision, I would love to hear from you as well. Hey, I hope and pray that the message spoke to you today. Remember, God wants you to have remarkable relationships and awesome friends are a huge part of it. He sent Jesus, remember, to help us to become an awesome friend to others. How is it going? What next steps can you take? If you have questions about the message, let me hear from you. If you'd like to visit more about this new life in Jesus Christ, I'd love to visit with you about that too. Maybe you joined us today and you have prayer requests or praise reports. Send them to us. We want to hear from you. Use the app or go to the website. Are you grateful for the many blessings in your life, even in the midst of everything else? You know, your expressions of generosity are a tangible way to thank God and to impact the work of His kingdom. You can use text to give, the app, you can go to the website or mail in your contributions. Know this, your generosity during this time is making a huge difference. Be sure to take advantage of our discipleship opportunities and find all the information you need on our website, cumctulsa.com. God bless you today. Remember, God wants you to have remarkable relationships, and that includes awesome friends. Look forward to these upcoming opportunities. For now, what next step can Jesus help you to take to be an awesome friend to others. someone stole my limbo stick. Somebody stole your limbo stick? Yeah, like seriously, how low can you go? This year on Ash Wednesday, we have four options for the imposition of ashes. From 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. and from 5 to 6.30 p.m., the sanctuary will be open. And new this year, you can go to the North Circle Drive for ashes without even leaving your car. Lent is a time of preparation and reflection between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. Lenten readings will be available online each day of Lent in the weekly e-note from Pastor Bob and in the church office. Let us know if we can send you one too. The challenges of raising your children don't end when they turn 18. Hurting Parents Support Group can help you navigate those trials. Hurting Parents next meets on February 21st at 5 p.m. You can find all of this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.